Good afternoon and welcome back to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial and you're welcome to my channel. Uh, today I decided to continue with the theme that the Lord chose yesterday, which is discussing the nation of Russia and the role that Russia will play um, used as an instrument of judgment and punishment by the Lord Jesus Christ against the United States. Uh, the prophecy blog that I run is called The Master's Voice. Some of you have already been on that blog with me for over a year now. But to anyone who finds this video and you're new, if somebody shared this video with you for the first time, all the information about the blog and about this ministry will be found in the description box below. Uh, please always check the description box because I'll leave a short, you know, just a little blurb about what the video is about and then that'll make it much easier for you as the viewer. So today I decided to continue with the theme, um, which is which is basically, I could I would call it judgment from the North. Whenever the Lord is talking about the time when Russia will come against this nation, when Russia will come with a strong hand and with her primary ally, who will be China um, in that time, he always uses scriptures from the Bible that refer to the North. Now, when you look at the map, you'll see that right high at the top, high at the top of Europe is indeed the nation of Russia. And then after that, I think there's just ice and snow and um, yes, that's just the rest of it. So the Lord always refers to the North when he talks about Russia coming against the United States. Now, many have asked um, why Russia you know, why would it be Russia? Why does it have to be America's worst enemy? And all I can say to that is without, I guess, without overstepping the Lord's bounds is historically in the Bible, God always chastised Israel with her worst enemies. So whenever Israel really pushed back against honoring God, whenever Israel refused to heed the word of the Lord, whenever Israel disdained the prophets that God kept sending to her and saying, turn away from your sin, you know, cleanse your robes, um, repent of your sin, give God the love that you gave God before, honor God the way that you honored God before. Whenever Israel was stubborn and acting like a donkey and just refusing to heed the word of the Lord, God always gave her over into the hands of her enemies. Now, you know, traditionally, when you look at Israel in the Bible, this was such a tiny, small group of people, but they had an impeccable track record in war. And it's not because they were so amazing and so excellent, even though, yes, they were some of the best soldiers on earth at that time. But the reason that Israel always took victory in battle is because the Lord was her shepherd. The Lord was her shield. The Lord was her vanguard. You know, the Lord always, I guess, marched ahead of her and he covered her. He was a cover over her and he gave her impossible victories. You'll see a battle where it was only 5,000 people and then they beat 50,000 people of another nation. And you're thinking this is not possible, you know, but with God, these things were possible because when the heart of God is with you, when the heart of God is turned towards you, it is virtually impossible for your enemies to defeat you. So this is what God was saying to Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter one, after, you know, Moses died and he said, Joshua, strengthen yourself, you know, and be of a good 
courage, which means take hold of your courage, be very brave because the Lord, your God is with you. And there's a verse in Joshua chapter one that I personally love. And it says, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. I really love that because sometimes in our Christianity, we're having to really press things through. You know, you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed some more and this rock this this barrier doesn't seem to be shifting but that verse always gives me so much encouragement because it tells me that nothing will withstand me permanently that there is no barrier in this world that my faith in Christ cannot press through and break through so to bring this back to America all i can say is when you sin against the Lord, your punishment is great. When, when you're wicked, when you're, when you're practicing abominations, your punishment, according to biblical precedent, is always so much more than you can bear. It is a very great punishment. And the reason the punishment is great is because God doesn't immediately judge us when we sin. If you look at your own life and you've messed up, you've done things that you know dishonor the Lord, you know, uh, you've lost your temper, or maybe it's something bigger than that. Maybe you've actually broken bonds in your family, you've betrayed people, or you've dropped the ball in a major way. If you notice, the punishment of God is not as swift. God always gives so much grace. God is always calling his people back to himself. Say, return to me and I will return to you. Turn away from your sin, cleanse your garments, do the things you did at the first. Whenever we mess up, the grace of God is always more immediate than the punishment and the judgment of God. But ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that doesn't mean that we can take God for a fool. And there's a lot of people in Christianity as well as outside of the faith who literally take God for a fool. They think that they can continue to press the bounds of what is acceptable to the Lord or of what blesses the heart of the Lord. And they just think that, oh, you know, God will be faithful and God is a God of grace. God is a God of grace, but God is also a God of justice. And part of God's justice is when you continually sin, when you refuse to be brought back in line with the righteousness and the goodness of God, your punishment is always a bitter cup. And I cannot possibly think of anything that's worse than being beaten by my worst enemy. God could have picked anybody. God could have even said, oh, in the future, the heart of your allies will turn against you. You know, there's actually uh, a prophecy for that and we'll, we'll get to it. But um, I think the bitterest punishment, I think the sting in, in judgment is when People that you don't like and people that, that you're always competing with when they beat you, there's something really painful in that. So um, let's go to the prophecy. This prophecy today is titled, Out of the North. And it was given to me on October the 3rd, 2020, which is basically just maybe 10 or 11 days ago. I'll read the scripture. Thus says the Lord, Behold, a people comes from the north country, and a great nation will be raised from the farthest parts of the earth. They will lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel and have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea, and they ride on horses. 
as men of war set in array against you, O daughter of Zion. We have heard the report of it. Our hands grow feeble. Anguish has taken hold of us, pain like a woman in labor. Do not go out to the field. Do not walk by the way because of the sword of the enemy. Fear is on every side. O daughter of my people, dress in sackcloth and roll around in the ashes. Make mourning as for an only son, most bitter lamentation, for the plunderer will come suddenly upon us. Now I used this word yesterday in the prophecy that I read out, um, the word plunder. When you are plundered, it, it means that you are absolutely um, ransacked. Uh, the word in ancient battle is actually sacked. You know, you hear often of the Romans or um, of the nation of Great Britain, excuse me, please, sacking cities. And to sack a city simply means that you come up against this city, you break down the defenses of the city, you, de you defeat the warriors that are set in the front to defend the city, you run through the city, you rampage everything, you're pillaging, you're, you're, you're tearing stuff down, you know, you're burning things, you're killing people, cutting off heads. This is what it means when a city is sacked. And so that is, that is also the meaning of being plundered. Plunder also means to take away everything of value. I shared that in yesterday's video that the Lord did say, and he has continued to say that everything of value in the United States will be taken away. I have prophecies where as the Lord was speaking to me, I saw huge troves of art, very valuable art being taken away from private collections that people have no idea exists in this country. People have no idea about the secret temperature controlled private rooms that exist in many wealthy homes in this nation. Brothers and sisters, I am telling you by the spirit of the Lord, not by my spirit celestial, but I am telling you that there is art that has been taken from all over the world. Some of it has been bought legitimately in open sales, but the bulk of it was bought illegitimately in private sales. I am telling you that there is wealth and abundance, art, private collections in this country that have never been mentioned. They have never passed through the autonomous and authentic process of the auction houses. They were smuggled in, they were brought in in private sales and they exist now, praise God. They exist now in secret and private rooms where their owners go down in little elevators and gaze at these treasures and feel pride. They feel great pride. I am the only one who owns this. I am the only eyes that see this. Hmm. There is, if it were told to us, we would not believe it. So this private art will be brought out and especially the Russians will take so much pleasure in possessing this private art. 
Um, as the Lord has shown it, the Chinese are not very interested in these things. We will talk about these things, brothers and sisters. I would like to say this. What the Lord said to me when I began this ministry is, Celestial, I will give you details. I will give you intricate and personal markers upon the prophecy that I will give you so that it can be known that I, the Lord, not I, Celestial, but He, Yah, the great God, our eternal and matchless Father, is the one who knows the secrets of man. I am a normal, ordinary person with a pretty ordinary life. Um, I have traveled, but trust me, I have never been into anyone's secret, private, underground room. So there is absolutely no way that I can know these things, but by the Spirit of the Lord, the things that God shows me are, they are just something else. So these private troves of, of treasure, art, private collections, these things will be plundered. They will be carted away by the Russians who have a love for fine art and an appreciation for these things. These things will be taken away in ships. And then we will know that it is the spirit of the Lord that has revealed these things. So let us go to the prophecy. Again, I'm not going to read every word. That's what the blog is for. These videos are to encourage you to deepen your interest in the prophetic. These videos are to encourage you to say, well, what is God saying in these last days? Let me visit this blog and see for myself. Thus says the Lord, I will shake the United States. A very great shaking is coming, a foundational shaking, an upheaval that brings widespread confusion, fear, sorrow, terror, and uncertainty, even for day-to-day -day living. Her inhabitants will wonder constantly, what will become of me? But there will be no answer. So God is telling us that life in the future in this nation will be very unstable and that we will even have questions about how we're going to survive from day to day and as it gets worse from hour to hour. I will send collapse to her economy, her social and political structures, even her schools. Many will exit the school system and seek alternate means to educate their children. Little ones will be kept close as their skeptical parents watch the downfall of rulership and choose to keep their small children at home for safety's sake. Stores will close. Stocks will drop when America receives her true punishment. She will be like a once beautiful woman who caught a terrible disease. Once her hair falls out, once her teeth are loose, once she loses weight to the point where she's no longer recognizable as the beauty she once was, won't her lovers flee from her? Won't they twist their faces in pity and disgust and say, no, no, I don't love you anymore. What happened? What has become of you? Lift up your eyes to the desolate heights and see, where have you not slept with men? By the road you sat for them like an Arabian in the wilderness, and you have polluted the land with your harlotries and your wickedness. Therefore, the showers have been withheld. There has been no latter rain. You have had a harlot's forehead. You refuse to be ashamed. 
I spoke of this yesterday when I talked about a brazen forehead. Now, brothers and sisters, we have skin and bone and we have a skull in there, but our skulls are made of bone. Our skulls are not made of brass. When God says that somebody has a brazen forehead, it means that this person is extremely hardened. It means that this person is extremely stubborn and they refuse to be chastised. They refuse to turn their feet from evil. They refuse to stop sinning. And this is what the Lord says America has, a stubborn and brazen forehead. So she will be like a woman who used to be so beautiful, but as punishment begins to take hold of her, her beauty will fade and those who loved her and those who courted her will be disgusted by her. Um, they, they will say, what is, what is wrong with you? What has happened to you? You're not beautiful anymore. And their love will fade away from her. Um, here, this is another scripture. That first scripture was um, Jeremiah chapter 3, verses 2 to 3. And I continue. As a man rejects an unclean woman, so you will be rejected by the very ones you once played the whore with. I, the Lord, will supervise your fall. America will not only fall, but she will be utterly desecrated, burned with fire, and destroyed you shall no more be a nation. You will be scattered to the wind and die in captivity, in bitter servitude to those you disdain and hate so much. So I spoke earlier about how the bitter sting of punishment is made even more bitter and even more painful when you are subjected to those that you have competed with, those you have once even beaten in the past, you bested them, You've been number one, and all of a sudden, these become your Lord and your master. So much pride, so much arrogance of spirit. How Americans hate to hear of anyone who's better than them. How they hate to be gracious and concede when someone is better at anything than they are. As a nation, America takes it personally she feels personally attacked to hear that another nation has done well. She is compelled to put that nation down, to plunder and rob them, to take what they have and quickly say, my might has won me this victory. The hatred that America has for Russia is amusing, says the Lord, for indeed, Russia shall be your master and your Lord. Because you have rejected me, I will give you a foreign master who will trample your faces into the dust. You hate to hear the word Russia, but I say to you, learn Russia, learn Russian so that you can use it to plead and bargain for your life. Out of the north, I call a people. Like snow upon a great mountain is how they will fall on you, like ants devouring a feast. Out of the north, I said, how many times have I spoken it by my prophets? Out of the north comes my vengeance, the weapons of my great destruction. They will devour with an open mouth, yet my hand is stretched out still against you for more and certain destruction. So here um, in the prophecy, the Lord gave a description of how the Russians come. And the description is always the same. Such neat and disciplined people. They move in formation. Each one keeps his rank. Each one knows his location. You think that you are so secure. 
you think that you were so well protected, you imagine that it would take a work of great espionage to pierce your cybersecurity. You think that you cannot be penetrated by an enemy. I say to you, your enemy is already here. Your enemy is present with you. Your enemy is inside your gates, your cities and walls. When they manifest before you, you will faint. This also is a theme that has appeared very, very, very frequently in the prophetic words that I receive involving Russia. And simply put, the Lord says that Russia is already here, um, that they are here, but hidden. They are here and not visible, that in fact, they are here and fused into the society, that they are part of the society. Brothers and sisters, listen to this. They have lived among you for decades. They know your secrets. They are masters of disguise and you wouldn't even recognize them because they are more American than you. They're all Americans, track stars, movie stars, luminaries among you that have access to the highest levels of information and you do not know it. They are blonder than you, cunning, masters of the game, and you shall perish on the day it is revealed to you how long they sat in the harbors of New York City and other major ports listening to your communications and smoking talking among themselves to pass time. They have penetrated your airspace hundreds of times on test runs and departed, and you were none the wiser. Now, when he said the harbors of New York City, I saw a submarine and I saw men in military uniform. The submarine was in um, New York's harbor, but offshore. So not, not exactly in the harbor, but, but off to sea but they were listening and, and they were smoking and, and passing the cigarette around just the way that people used to do, you know, in, in the first or the second world war, when things were harder to get, where you couldn't get cigarettes and things like that, you know? So, uh, they were sharing the cigarette just like men used to do in, in those old wars. Hear the word of the Lord in the day that it is revealed to you who Russia is among you, where they came from and how long they have lived among you. Indeed, America, you will tear yourself with grief for your arrogant spirit and for how you rejected the Lord. You shall rip your garments and they shall be ripped for you. Many of you will be violated against your will. You will have sex with your masters, whether you want to or not. It will be taken forcibly from you and you will hate your life because of it. You will be taken as captives to foreign land, just like my people Israel. Your eyes will flow with tears as you despair of ever seeing your homeland again. If this is not so, I, the Lord, have not spoken. So um, this prophecy, again, you hear of sexual violation. Um, brothers and sisters, this is very, this is very grave things that I'm sharing here. And what I would like to say is that it is not God's desire to see anyone destroyed. These things that I am pronouncing is judgment against those who refuse the Lord, who reject the Lord, who say to God, you shall not reign over us. 
I once had an experience in my life. I'm going to share this. I was witnessing to a friend of mine. I cared a lot about this friend. Um, it was when I had gone overseas for a period of study and I was sharing the Lord with this person uh, in little sips because they came from a nation where people, they're, they're European and people don't, people don't really practice um, Christianity, the Lord has said to me many times that the fires of evangelism that once burned so proudly in places like London and France and Germany, where they loved the Lord, these fires have waned down to just a flickering flame. The, the modern life Modern life doesn't really leave room for people to care for God. I notice this. I see this all the time. People think that technology is everything. They don't care about God. Nobody makes time for God. And, and so the love of God has grown cold in the nations. And this friend came from a nation that doesn't really, um, doesn't really seek the Lord anymore. But I would share with this person. I would, I would speak to this person. And I, I'll never forget this one day. After I had witnessed and really, really brought God forth at his best, this person said to me, um, I hear what you're saying. I am interested uh, to, to know God. I am interested to know this person, but I am not looking for a king. Brothers and sisters, I, I've been saved a long time and I have to tell you, I've heard a lot, but that that one really set me back on my heels. Uh, it, it was so open, it was so blunt, it was so honest. Uh, this person just said, I'm not looking for a king. And um, it just took me back to how God was telling prophet Samuel, Samuel, don't, don't be offended when Israel tells you that they want a human king. They haven't actually rejected you, Samuel, the prophet. It is actually I, the Lord, they've rejected from being king over them. And, um, that is what America has done. America has said that she doesn't want the, the God who founded her upon the rock, right? Plymouth Rock, God who founded this nation upon the rock is being told by this nation in her latter years, I don't want a king. Parts of me are interested in religion, but I don't want a king. And it is this calamity in the heart, in the core of this nation that will call that will, that will cause the gates of this nation to be broken and uh, Russia will come. So uh, let me just go over a few salient points. Russia is watching from the water and the air and America is not aware that the Russians can do this without triggering any defense warnings or shields. And I said, this is like taking a bath with one whole wall of your bathroom gone and your neighbor sit across the street eating popcorn and watching you naked and nobody crosses the street to let you know we can see you. That's how exposed this nation is. God said, America, your defenses are nowhere near as impenetrable as you think. Your enemies are already in your armpit, yet you think we'll have more than enough time to respond via cybersecurity if we detect a foreign enemy trying to do something. And that's the problem. You won't detect it. And heaven says that it is both sad and amusing to think that we are safe in this nation when actually we are a nation marked for destruction. So all I will say is when the word of the Lord comes, 
It is for you to seek the Lord. I have no idea when the timing of these things will be. All I know is since 2013, I'll actually share here before I end this video, since 2013 is the first time that God began to speak to me about Russia and the United States, that the United States will be invaded. And I remember at that time, I had never heard such a thing. I am a lawyer by trade, and I've also studied um, policy. I've studied public policy. I've studied economics. And to hear this in 2013 is the equivalent of God telling me that I have wings in my back and can fly. So it was it was completely out of the ordinary for me. And I thought, what, Lord, what? Um, and the visions that I that I saw, I would see soldiers carrying these old, you know, you know, the old guns that have that jagged knife, like a lightning bolt at the top, the bayonet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to me for remembering. Yes. So I would see soldiers carrying that gun with, with bayonets at the top and they were here and they were doing such atrocities in the street. And God put me in the vision. I've never shared this. Um, I've never written this down as a prophecy, but this was the very first picture that God ever showed me to, to, to solidify that he meant what he said, that there will be foreign invasion from this particular nation. And um, I saw the, the soldiers stabbing people and, and opening up people with, with this, with the tips of their gun. And I remember he put me in, in this vision and I was crying out, run, run, the Russians are here, run. But of course it was a vision and nobody, nobody could hear me. But that is, that is the way that God introduced this topic to me. And since 2013, I have heard it over and over again in deeper detail, starker detail. And all I said in this blog post is when God says something, no matter how impossible it seems, no matter how much you don't want to believe it, if the Lord says it, it is so. So may we take these prophecies in prayer before the Lord. May we seek his face for mercy. May we fortify ourselves and may we pray that this nation will turn her foot back from the path that she has been treading for so long and repent of her sins. I am Celestial. I thank you for watching this video and I'll be back shortly with another video. Bless you and uh, please subscribe to the channel. Please share the videos with your friends and your family. Brothers and sisters, it's not your fault if your friends and your family do not believe you. Please do not take it personally. We are in the end times. This is the age of mockers and scoffers. People will tell you that you're crazy drunk. People will tell you, have you seen the Marines? Hoo-ha! All I'm here to tell you is share the word of the Lord and leave the seed to work in their heart or to be rejected as they choose. Share the word of the Lord. Do good to those who mock you and know that God will keep you in his unfailing hand at the end. And may he find you worthy to enter his, enter his eternal rest at the end of time. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you. And uh, please subscribe to the channel. Please click the notification bell so you can know when new videos are up. And I look forward to serving you. Um, Goodbye.